Blog Talk Radio. A massive movement is going on. Melanin is being destroyed. But the system of white supremacy says, I will be able, by offering grants, I will be able, by offering jobs, to tell you that you are the cause of the death of black people. I'll be doing it. But I'll make you focus on yourself and try to figure out how you can destroy 
one another. I'll do it to you in Rwanda. I'll set up the Hutu and I'll set up the Tutsis. I will give each group all the weapons they need. And I say, now I have taught you to hate your melanated selves. Now you fight each other. I'll do it to you on the streets in Los Angeles. I'll set up one group the Crips and another group the Bloods. I'll set up all kind of Muslim groups and say, fight each other. I know I can get you to do it because I have programmed you for thousands of years to hate black. But if we don't see that this war is on the table, we will go off focusing on something else altogether and the slaughter will continue. So I say, and I know you've heard me say this before, that when I say that the system of racism, white supremacy, is the critical thing that we must focus on because that is what is waging war against us. The white people came up with a plan some years back, Global 2000, in which they said it's too many people of color on this planet. By the year 2000, it's necessary to get rid of two billion. They are about business. They are about serious business, removing as they deem necessary the people of melanin on this planet. If we do not understand and make an analysis that this is fundamental, it is this dynamic that is taking us out. Everything that we look at, everything else, I believe, and I could be wrong, but as it comes to me, it will be in vain. Everything that we are studying is important. Everything that we look at has high level significance. But if we are not understanding this massive war and what is at stake, I believe we will not be able to apply our energy force in a laser type manner so that we really begin to neutralize the war that is coming at us. To me, it is critically essential for us to develop or to articulate a new world order of good evening, Good evening, everybody. And that was the late, great, my hero, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. If you don't know about Dr. Frances Cress Welsing, you need to. She has lectures uh, all over YouTube, and she spells it out in plain and simple English where anybody can understand. Uh, it is worth your time. Dr. Frances Cress Welsing, W-E-L-S-I-N-G. Look her up. Check her out. Welcome to the show this evening. This is Keith Bledsoe. This is the show Everyday People on the We Are Everyday People Global Internet Radio Network. Uh, why do we do this? Well, because I can and because I want to. 
And because we have a lot to say, uh, we all have a lot to say, and I wanted to create a form that uh, allowed for us to do that uh, as we want to say it uh, in a way we want to say it without being interrupted and without having to cater to TV commercials. It is Thursday, May 5th, 2016. Uh, Mother's Day weekend is this week, weekend, and uh, I'll get into that later. Uh, but I'm glad to get the show back on the air. I had been uh, on the road so much, and I was still making sure I got the other shows on, even if I'm on the road, because uh, I can get the shows off, and it's uh, not hard to do that because I don't have to talk. When it's not my show, I'm not really obligated to uh, necessarily prepare in that manner in which I have to communicate and talk. I can focus on driving, and I can still keep the show going. But uh, I'm here, stationary, able to get my show back in again. Got it in last week, going to get it in this week, get today, and uh, appreciate all the listeners, all the compliments, all the criticisms. It's all good. And this is the way radio should be. When you have a chance to talk, you know, I listen to black talk radio shows all the time. And sometimes I wonder why. And I guess why, because they they have good information. Uh, But I just get frustrated sometimes when I when I see people that have a decent conversation and and good valid points that may disagree with the host. They get cut off. uh, They can get ridiculed. uh, uh, You know, it's the power of the microphone. You can just turn it off and keep your mouth running. But you can turn off. The, the counterattack, and uh, you won't get that here. You won't get that here. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing this because I got tired of the BS on too many, not all of them, but too many black radio shows uh, with too many of the hosts, not all. So here we are. I tell you, man, uh, who you got? Trump, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump. Man, I don't know. You know, as big as this country is. Here we are settling for two candidates. We got a problem. We got a problem. And I tell you what, people are, now believe me, I'm not a Trump fan at all. I think he's a goddamn fool. And uh, I think he's an idiot. He's a racist supremacist and he's just a power hungry uh, businessman. And businessman, corporate businessman, which is what he is, they master the bullshit. They master bullshitting. They're bullshitters. I've been in corporate for years, many years. I've been in corporate for damn near 40 years, okay? And I've been in the big banks. I've seen the bank presidents. I've been in meetings with them, with the VPs and so forth and so on. It's a bullshitter, and people seem to love it. They fall for it. Donald Trump has mastered the art of being a big-time bullshitter. It doesn't matter whether he's lying to tell them the truth. He's got good bullshit. Or should I say he's got bullshit that works? I won't go too far saying it's good bullshit. It's good for him because it works. How about that? Hillary Clinton, I don't know. I'm ready for a a woman president. Believe me, I'm ready for a woman president. But I just wasn't ready for Hillary Clinton. I'm tired of the Clinton name. She, to me, she voted for that doggone war in Iraq. Uh, I just, you know, the the rah, 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 sis, boom, bah. Tone and her speeches like she's at a, a high school pep rally. You know, talk to the people. We don't need to rob our bosses, boom, bah. But, you know, I don't know. I tell you what, though. See, when it gets down to where, and it's pretty much already there, where 
Trump and Hillary are the candidates, which that's where we're at. Believe me, now the shit's about to start. See, they haven't been putting the dirt on on Hillary left yet. They've been holding back on a whole lot. It doesn't matter whether it's true. Not to them. Because they're going to put it out whether it's true or not. People are saying that people are going to start believing it. See, the, I, I see with the FBI, uh, I read today where they're, they're talking to some of her uh, some of her people regarding the email situation and so forth and so on. It's almost like it's setting the stage now for, okay, here we go. Now it's time to put all the dirt on Hillary Clinton. doesn't matter how much sense it makes. doesn't matter whether it's true or false. It is time to throw the dirt on Hillary Clinton. That I don't like. But that is the way it's played. And I tell you, don't underestimate the scary thought of that, oh, that thing, Trump, being elected. I hope it don't happen. I don't really believe it's going to happen, but nothing will surprise me. So we'll see what happens. Who you got, Trump, Hillary? Who you like? Anybody want to call in? 718. 664-9513, 718-664-9513. 664-9513, 718-664-9513. I tell you, I love Facebook. I love Facebook uh, because I use it uh, in a good way. I think that a lot of the people that I've said before who bitch about getting uh, so much negative out of Facebook, I say if you get negative out of Facebook, then it's because you're putting negative into Facebook. That's my opinion. If you go into it right, you'll get right out of it. That don't mean that some of it ain't negative. But that's life. Hell, life is negative in many ways. You can't shun that. You got to deal with it. It's just how you deal with it. But I love Facebook because it gives me a chance to just talk and dialogue to people. It's like, it's like a lot of people like to, you know, like the old man sit in the barbershop and play checkers and talk shit. The lady sit in the beauty shop and get the hair done and talk shit. In the bowling alley, when you, when you ain't up on the line getting ready to bowl, you're sitting back there in the back talking shit. When you're at the barbecue, you know, in the backyard, grilling and, you know, whatever you do, talking shit. Well, you know, that's what we do here. But it's good shit. It's shit that makes sense. It's shit that how we feel from our heart, how I feel from my heart. I'm open-minded, but, uh, you know, I don't just talk off the top of my head. I mean, I I try to think first, and I, I, I do my homework, and I'll be the first to uh, correct myself if I'm proven wrong or if I'm given a different angle of thought that might be uh, in better line with things than my own. I'm always open for that. I appreciate it. But I was, uh, I put out a post today because I saw a picture of that Bruce Jenner. I ain't going to call that thing Caitlin. I mean, he can call himself what he wants to call him. I mean, Jim Jones wanted to be called God, but I'm not going to, I wouldn't call it. The dude, God, Jim Jones, damn it, Jim, 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 Jim Jones. Okay, well, Bruce Jenner, they're talking about putting him on the cover of Sports Illustrated, posing for the cover of Sports Illustrated as a woman. Now, I'm looking at it and I'm reading it. I'm saying, ain't this a bitch? What the fuck is this world coming to? What are we trying to do? Now, I understand that... I understand that to each his own thing and people should have the right to live how they want to live and do what they want to do. I understand all that shit, but that's just a narrow perspective as far as I'm concerned. 
Because it's bigger than that. It's bigger than just well to each his own. They should be able to do what they want to do. Okay, well, if that's the case, then we wouldn't have too much to complain about, complain about anything so long as it's not causing anybody any physical harm. Because I see the same people talking about to each his own, and they should be able to do what they want to do. But they're the first ones bitching about teens sagging their pants. Complaining about Lil Wayne and his rap lyrics. You know, uh, so teachers don't But I disagree with all that. It's not just this Bruce Jenner thing and, 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 and people want to call me homophobic and, and, and it's hate. Now, come give me a fucking break. Are you kidding? So I have the problem because I disagree with the concept of Bruce Jenner carrying on as a damn woman. He can be whoever he wants to be. But see, my problem is the way this wicked-ass system promotes that shit. How they promote it. And it's, and, it, and it's insulting to me. Yes, they can do what they want to do. Hell yeah. But don't you don't just put that stuff all in the face of people like that. To me, to me it's just it's a moral issue. It's just a moral issue. It's just a foundation that that we have, and uh, I just I, I just disagree with the concept of uh, this man perpetrating himself as a woman, and people want to call him a woman because he says he's a woman. Dude born with a dick. If what I understand, he still got one. So how in the hell you get woman out of that? I mean, teachers on. Teachers on. I mean, that's what you want to be, but don't promote that like that. We have we have our kids. Are confused enough, and I really believe it seems to me like there's some type of uh, uh, effort to 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 uh, to feminize our youth. It's more than just equal rights, and they should be able to do what they want to do. They're going further with this. They're going way out the box with this. So what is it coming to? Call and tell me. What, what do you think this is coming to? Am I wrong? Am I missing a boat because I disagree with the concept? Now, I don't have anything personal against them. I have gay people in my family. I love them. I've also had people who are criminals, liars, and just assholes. But I disagree with their concept, but I love them. That doesn't mean I have to agree with the shit that they're doing. Same thing with this shit that the system is trying to push down our throats with this LGBT community. Really. We even got to the point where they're talking about the washroom, the bathroom. I mean, you know, where have they been pissing and taking a shit all this time? Excuse my language, I'm just being real. And I, and I, and I, I wish somebody would talk about my language, but they're saying that Bruce Jenner and his shit is okay. But my language is bad. Give me a, uh, come on. But anyway, I just think it is, I think it's kind of sad. I think it's unfortunate. I understand that people are born a certain way. People are born a lot of certain ways. People are born with uh, uh, crack babies. People are born with autism, with depression, hyper, hyperactivity, hyperactive. Uh, they're born in, in, in many ways and, and, uh, and, and they're treated. We don't just throw our hands up and say that, oh, well, he was born that way, so therefore that's just the way he is and just leave it alone. Now, if a person chooses to be that way, if he chooses to be gay, okay, that's fine. Okay, do your thing. But when you have a government system 
that is promoting this in the way that they're doing. We, we got these gay commercials on TV. Okay, fine. If you like it, m- more power to you. I just think it's what it is. And it don't make me homophobic because I'm not forward, because I'm not afraid. I don't have no fear. I don't have no hate. I simply disagree. So I wish people would stop doing that shit. The first thing out their mouths when people start talking about the concept of this man wanting to be a woman kind of thing, they want to call them homophobic. Turn the tables around and make it seem as though, oh, though, you have the problem. Oh, really? But that, that's just my opinion. And I, I, don't, I don't mean no harm to anybody. Like I say, I disagree with the concept as I would disagree with the concept of a crackhead. But that don't mean I don't love the people. That don't mean I, I'm ashamed to be around them. Hey, cool people. It's all good. I just disagree. I have a right to do that. Just like they have a right to be what they want to be, I can say what the fuck I want to say. And I think I'm doing it as respectfully as I can do it. I'm not talking about them personally. I'm talking about a concept that I disagree with, okay? All right, so don't start with me on that shit. Okay. Uh Wow, and I'm going to have a guest on later too. Who we we kind of went back and forth at it on on uh, Facebook today about it. We had interesting conversation and and back and forth with uh, brother Jesse Evans. Jesse and I we go at it a lot, we, and we just we don't pull no punches. We we go in there bare fisted and we go at it. But when it's over with, it's all good, and we we brothers, we're friends, no problem at all. Uh, I make I'm, I try to make it a point every time after we go at it like that to say, hey, much respect. Like, hey, this ain't personal. I respect your opinion. Uh, we agree with a whole lot of things, but there's some things, and, and he'll tell you that, we will never agree with. But we find a happy medium. He's, he's a good guy. So, uh, man, uh, hey, man, President Obama went to Flint, drank, took a sip of that water, man, told the folks that, man, this Flint water coming through the filter, yeah, you, you good. You all right? You all right? I mean, we're going to, you know, do whatever, you know, shenanigans we can do. For, like Brother Carl Sanderson said, you know, he, uh, Obama is the, the, you know, politician. And you damn right he is. But I believe, and I may be wrong, correct me if I am, that people from Michigan should be a little, a little insulted that he would come there with that shit. That he would come there like that. And it was just the demeanor in which he said it. Just to me, just something funny about it. I, you know, tell me what you think about it. But he, he president, president Obama drank the water, man. He drank a sip of that Flint water. Shit, he's still here. Oh man. Oh, I just got a, a message saying I'm going in and out. My uh, volume is going in and out. Let me uh, here. Let me try this. That ain't good. We don't want that. I'm going to take out my backup line. Uh, let me know how that is, uh, brother. Let me know if it's still going in and out. And thanks for telling me, man. Damn. That could be uh, because of my backup line uh, conflicting. But, yeah, President drank the water. We'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on the president. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, tell you what. Before I go to the next, because I'm just kind of going off and going to the little topics that we'll, we'll discuss, I'm going to go ahead and bring in a, bring in a caller. Uh, 
brother I haven't talked to, brothers in a minute. He's going after his uh, second master's degree, I think it is, brother Carl Sanderson. How you doing, brother Carl? I'm good. How you doing, Keith? Doing great, man. Nice to hear you back. Glad I see you've been busy trying to get that master's, second master's going, man. Congratulations on on keeping it moving. Oh yeah, man. You know, it's, I'm loving it. It's interesting, you know. Knowledge is knowledge is supreme for me, man. You know, you you can never get enough of it. You know, this it's a good thing, man. You know, uh, work work and go to school until you accomplish your goals. That's always been one of my uh, big deals. Continue to work and go to school if you can afford it until you accomplish your goals. You know, it ain't never over, man. But me being, I'm an older student. Yeah, I'm an older. Me too. I'm an older student, but I but I'm. But I'm loving it. What else? What else I'm gonna do? I'm gonna be out. What else I'm gonna do? I'm gonna be a gang banging in my age. Hey, brother Carl, how, how, how do you? Can, can you hear me okay? Do you hear me loud and clear? Am I going in and out on your on your on your line? Yeah, you going in and out, but it's been okay. I can I can hear you very clearly, but you are every once in a while you will go in and out. But okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to try something different here. Then uh, give me one. But let me let me. What did you think about the? Uh, and I know there's more important things going on in life. I, I get that. But I mean, we talk about a whole lot of things. If, if there were things that uh, not talking about things, whereas there were more important things to talk about, we wouldn't be talking about shit. <laughs> so uh, what what did you, what did you think about the uh, idea of Bruce Jenner being on the color of Sports Illustrated? Man, you think it's just to each his own? It's all good. Uh, why are we worried about it? Or, you know, you think that there's something wrong with this picture? No pun intended. I don't like it, man. I don't like it. And can we do something? Can we put somebody else there that's deserving of it? Is he deserving of it because he's a what is he transgender? And hey, man, I don't like it at all. It's like Bruce Jenner, when I look at Bruce Jenner, and you probably looked at him uh, years ago, I re- I can only think of him as a 1976 Olympic um, athlete that was great. That's how I see Bruce Jenner. But this, this Caitlin mess, no, I, it's unacceptable for me, man. You know, it's been pushed down our throats ever since uh, right around Obama last eight years. They done pushed this um, this gay lesbian thing to the uh, utmost, and and when I look back at it, we didn't have no choice. They first started state by state, letting you vote on lesbian and gay rights and whatnot, and went state by state. And then all of a sudden, this last four years, they just said, "Here, this is how we're doing it. We're just going to give these people all the rights that they want." And they and it's been shoved down most American throats. And you know what? We accepted that, you know. So I can't stand when I hear people say that uh, you're homophobic and you and 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 you this. But no, Bruce Jenner, this incident, you know, it was sickening, man. I don't know, did he have a um, did he have a sex change or what? I don't know how far he went no, he, with it. He just had a, he had a mind change, and because he had a okay. mind change, like I said before, I mean Jim Jones had a mind change when he wanted to be God. But that right. he was just fucking Jim Jones. He, he wasn't no damn God, and Jim, Bruce Jim ain't no damn woman. He's just a man wanting to be. You know, and, and here's that's a, okay. Go ahead. Go you ahead. know, here's another thing. And most I understand, and I and I listen to people, and I hear them, 
And a lot of people agree if their spouse say, well, it's okay, you should agree. And a lot of and a lot of men and women, they do agree. They say, okay, I guess it's okay for them. It's not okay because I'm looking at kids. What are the kids thinking with all this nonsense see, that's going on? But you know what, you know what gets me, Brother Carl? Exactly. I hear mm-hmm. what you're saying. And what gets me is what people would say is, oh, well, you need to talk to your kids. and You, you know, that's, that's that perfect world bullshit. You know, Man. you need to talk to your kids. No, what you do need you need to talk to the kids and say, hey, boys should be boys. Now, if they just happen to be and just so far in, but they can't do anything else, okay, well, you know, it, it is what it is. But to just throw your hands up and say, oh, well, to each his own. Well, you know, my ruthless side state, state says sometimes, you know, I hope you all have a son. And I hope he turns out that way, and I hope you're proud as hell. What they'll say is, oh, I still love him. Well, of course you will. But you ain't going to like that shit. Don't fuck right. with me with that. Exactly. Don't play with me. That's right. It's gonna be embarrassing. It's gonna be embarrassing moments when they when they <laughs> when they all together. And man, here's another. Why are we trying to accommodate trans these transgenders, uh, nitwits, with this bathroom situation? It's only two ways you can go to the bathroom. If you see a man sign and you see a woman sign, and you transgender, if you transgender and you got a penis. Get your ass in that man's bathroom and stop playing games with this uh, transgender mess. My, my whole thing you know, is it shouldn't even be a conversation. Where have they been using the bathroom all this time? It right. hasn't been a problem. You can take your ass to the no, washroom no. use the bathroom and come and wash your hands and come out. What's the big deal? That's exactly. Let's stop this nonsense and let's stop trying to uh, build on it. You got people that's uh they want to build on it, man. That's why they talking. That's why we discussing and whatnot. There's nothing to build on. If you got a penis, get your butt in that that man's bathroom. If you got a vagina, get in that women's bathroom. And, and, if, and, if, you look, and if you're looking up, if you're looking up like a woman, so what you, I mean, and if you go into the woman, I, when I was a general manager at Dixie Kitchen Restaurant in Chicago. I've seen it where uh, I, I knew that there was a uh, you know a, a gay man. He's going to the woman's washroom. Hey, whatever. He sure looked like it to me, but uh, it was obvious he was gay. But he was dressed with all the swag and everything. So, okay, he used the washroom and came out. I mean, what's the big deal? Like you said, use the washroom, exactly. wash your hands, and get your ass out of there. Yes. Uh, before I take a break, man, I'm gonna ask, let me ask you this, man. What did you think about? Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but Clint uh, should be just a little bit insulted that. The president came there and took a sip of water, or you, you just think it was good politics, and maybe I'm just jumping the gun and, you know, going off on something that don't make sense. Well, here's how I look at Obama now. He's looking, Obama made that trip to Michigan because he wanted to let the people know there that it's it's okay to drink the water. So he's so, he's so politically and he's so uh, overwhelmed and gone with, with it that, you know, it's a photo op. It makes him look good. By going there, telling the people of Michigan, let's let's clear it all up. You can go back to your normal lives and stop that drinking the water. It's, it, it was a big photo op, and Obama has developed into a politician, man. That's exactly what he is, man. Because he's really he's a you know as far as I see Obama, man. He was you know he's he's is good. He's a, he's a good history guy. Uh, his legacy. With the first black president, all that is well, man, and all that is good. But as how how I see it, he haven't did nothing for Illinois, you know. He there's, you know, he 
And you know why he haven't did nothing for Illinois? Because he wants to stand on this thing is that I'm the president of all the people. I'm the president of Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, to hell with that. You got you got Senator McClain in Arizona. He takes care of his state. I know a lot of guys that retire right here from the city of Chicago. They live in Arizona, and they tell me all the time, they say, Carl, when you retire, come to Arizona. Because Senator McClain, he has a whole lot of perks, man, that we – that. Illinois don't even have that don't don't even exist in Illinois. Come here, man, if you're going to retire. Come here to the desert, and I really and that's what I'm I'm really thinking. Yeah, now, you know, Nevada or Arizona. But see, when I back to Obama, hey man, you should have done something. Do something real nice for Illinois, man. Come on, those other them other cats, they're not scared to do nothing for their states. You know, I'm getting I'm getting a, I'm getting I'm getting a message that cutting out really bad. That's that's not a good thing. I hope that the archive at least is uh listenable. But uh man, well Carl, thanks for calling. I'm I'm gonna take a break and come back and see if I can get this get the sound right. But uh you hang, hang in there. If you wanna hang on I I'll, I'll see you there if you wanna yeah. pick back up. But uh, I'm gonna take a break and uh we'll be right back.
Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com, one word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man.
we are back. I took a little longer than normal. I had to get a hold of Brother Jesse Edmonds, who's going to be joining me here. Jesse is uh, the host of the Think Tank that comes on every Tuesday on this network, every Tuesday at 7 o'clock uh, p.m. Central Time. Always, always real good, interesting topics. Uh, <laughs> like, I, like I told you, I, I told you earlier about Jesse. Jesse and I, one thing I could appreciate, and we, we go at it, and we go at it hard. We don't, uh, we, we take the gloves off, and, and we give it what we got. We don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> And uh, we disagree, but when it's all said and done, it's all good. It's all good. When you can disagree like that, to be, there's no grudges. And, I mean, we, we go at it in a way where if I was to go at it with other people in the manner that we, that we go at it, they would hold it. They would probably unfriend me. You know, <laughs> they probably would. <laughs> well, let me bring on, the host of the think tank. bring on the host of the Think Tank. Uh, we had a good dialogue earlier today. And uh, Brother Jesse Evans, Jesse, thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, pleasure, man. My pleasure. Good to be back on the uh, on your show. Now we we were uh, we Carl and I were talking, and we pretty much gave one particular side of the issue as far as uh, you know Bruce. And I know there's more important things, but like I say, you know, you sit back in the barbecue and you, you talk you talk the shit, and you you know the barbershops, the beauty shops, and you know, and, that, and that's what we kind of do, you know, and. Uh, you're talking about the issue, and uh, you had a different perspective on it. How, how, tell me, uh, you know, how you felt about it. Um, well, first off, I'd like to say uh, I don't know that there are more important things because uh, every issue uh, is important to somebody, and this is a big True. issue True. to a lot of people. So, True. you know, uh, for the people who be like there's more things to talk about, it's one of many things to talk about. So, you know, it depends on who you are. On how important it is. So us talking about it is not like we're like wasting time. <laughs> we're we're talking about a subject that's important probably to a lot of people on both sides of the coin. But mm-hmm. my perspective is, uh, you know, uh, I kind of look at uh, when it comes to uh, transgender or uh, any uh, you know uh, same sex marriage, same sex couples, any of those type of things. I am very for uh, treating them as a protected class. You know, uh, my my honest perspective is that me as a black man uh, don't want to see anybody treated less than um, or looked down upon as less than a, a man or a woman. You know, um, as much discrimination as we face or people not liking us for different reasons, you know, you, mm-hmm. and you know, I kind of get like uh, kind of sensitive uh, this subject come up and people uh, start to uh, – you know, in my in my eyes, kind of attack this issue. You know, so what I will say is that in the case of like uh, transgenders, you know, right now what's pretty big is the uh, the uh, the restroom. Which restroom should they uh, use? And personally, I believe they should use the restroom that they identify with or use. You know, if you identify as a female, then you should have uh, access to the. Uh, female washroom. If you identify as a male, then you should use a male restroom. And to be honest, uh, I heard Brother Carl say uh, use the one uh, with uh, the genitals you have. I I can live with that. You know, as long as as they can live with transgender men using a female restroom if they went all the way in and got snipped. You know, I mean, if that's if that's the way we look at it. But the thing is, and we both, one thing we both agree on is that transgender people have been using the washroom forever. And, <laughs> and yeah. they pretty much, uh, you know, they've been using it somewhere. And I haven't seen any uh, transgender men that's identifying as females in a men's washroom. 
I don't remember ever seeing that. So they got to be, he probably been using the female's washroom for a long time. So, well, I, you know. It. I've uh, seen it. As a, I, was, I was a GM of the restaurant. And I have seen it. And, and uh, as long as there ain't a man looking like a man walking through a lady's restroom. Now, if you got all of and now don't get at the same time, see what they're doing by bringing this issue out is opening the door to these crazy ass people to, you know, oh, okay, you know what I mean? And, and it's, and it's you're putting the thought process in, so if I do this, then I can do that. Whereas all this, all this time they've been using the bathroom, and I haven't heard any issues about any problems. Well, the only people I know that want to use the women's washroom that's men are these Christian groups that's trying to prove that there's a threat to women and girls. And um, that, that's the only time I've heard of, like, somebody trying to use the washroom that shouldn't be using the washroom. The thing is, is that, you know, uh, we can't, just because somebody's going to try to take advantage of uh, this situation, I don't think we should fault the people that uh, is, you know, legitimately doing uh, what the system was set up to do. For example, you know, and I mean, I kind of look at, you know, I kind of look at all these things as like uh, whether, uh, like I say, when it comes to protected class, I think it should be protected as race, sexual orientation, whether you're transgender, you know, religion, all of those are grouped into together. And I kind of look at them all as civil rights issues, you know, uh, not, you know, race civil rights issues, but they're all uh, civil rights issues. And I think we should just accept people for whatever they are. I heard you guys talking about mental illness. And if we're going to go along those lines, then even even if I disagree and say they're mentally ill, people don't cure mentally illness. You know, they learn to live with them. And if this is the way that they're learning to live with them and they're not harming anybody else, they're not hurting anybody else, then I say live and let live. Uh, and you I, know, I, because I, I, you don't I, I, really cure you don't really cure mental illness. We say, yeah. we figure out a way for people yeah. to live and deal with it. And I, I, I don't see why they should be any different. You know, I, I, and, um, I, I, I can kind of agree with that. My, my problem is, then don't that. Why in the hell would you have Bruce Jenner on the cover of a men's magazine posing as a woman? That is going too far, in my opinion. Now, he can be what see, he wants to be. Yeah. And the reason hello? I look at and what I look at, hello? No. no I'm here. I'm here. Okay. The way, the way I look at that issue is that ESPN or whatever magazine Vanity, which he appeared on before, are private organizations. And if they want to use their private organization to promote whatever they want, I don't understand the problem because their readers are going to decide, you know, their subscribers no, are going to decide that. if that's a good move or not because they are oh. the ones that's buying these magazines. They are the ones who ESPN is promoting to. They're not. I don't know if ESPN is promoting to you. They're not promoting to me. I don't even buy a magazine. You know, well, so the people that model. have to read can dictate whether ESPN continues to do this. No, it's, it's not a matter of them promoting to me or promoting to you because it's bigger than me. It's a matter of we have uh, straight kids, too. And we have I what? know that people say, well, you, you, you talk to them and all that. I, I, don't, I don't like the promotion that we're putting that in their face in that manner. I don't like it, and I understand they ain't promoting all adult world. No thing, whatever, no, no problem. I don't give a damn. But we have youth and kids that are involved in this whole circle of bullshit. And that's, that's what my pretty much my attention is talking about when I disagree with these things like the violence, uh, video games, the rap music. I ain't talking about the adults. It is about the kids and, to me. And see, so, I think, I think, 
I think that's where we really disagree on this subject is because you uh-huh. think if a kid end up this way that it's uh, somehow is like uh, bad or horrible. And I think if a kid end up this way and they're they they happy, then I don't see a problem with it. If my kids decided to be a transgender or bisexual or homosexual, then I have no problem with it as long as they are doing what they want to do and they're living a life as a productive member of society. I have no problem with it. I don't look at it like this is a bad thing. I have like, and for example, you know, even, even where I work, there's plenty of, uh, uh, same sex couples, uh, married mm-hmm. couples that same sex. And I work with a few transgenders and, um, they pretty much live and let live and I live and let live and they're really good people. So if my kid was to grow up, and as long as they was a good person, I don't see it as a bad thing. But I understand that you see this as like, like a bad thing for a child. Well, to become. I, I see, I see it, I, I see it. Not, not. I don't, I don't really want to say a bad thing. I want to say I look at it as though it is, uh, it is not the norm. It is not right. anything. That not, not me personally. I'm definitely not used to it. I cannot understand. I mean, I, I can't. Uh, Agree with the concept. Uh, to me, it's just not the way right. it should be. That, that, that's all I'm saying. But if they're, if they're that way, like family members of mine, then they're just that way. And I love them. But just like I love the crackhead, I wouldn't agree with the concept of smoking crack like crazy, but I still love them. I'm talking about it in the same circle of thought. So here, here's a question What do you think about people going to the military? I mean, people in general? Yeah. And the reason I ask, the the reason I ask is because a lot of people that go to the military, by the time they get out, they're mentally ill. So would you also like uh, have that same mindset of not going to the military because of the odds of you coming out being mentally ill? You know, the thing Uh, is, is that. No, I I don't know that I would say all that. I mean. You know, right. I would say don't because go, I know you talk about this as a mental illness, yeah. right? Yeah. But I know yeah. you talk about this as a mental illness. But we look at the military yeah. people that go yeah. into the military, and odds are they're going to be mentally ill. But we don't talk about that in the same sense of this type of mentally ill. And this type of mentally ill is not hurting anybody it's, or not really impacting their sales. But the military mentally ill is actually can hurt people. Because some of them may come back violent, some of them come back PSCD, and, and some of them come back homeless. And, and some of them don't. And if they do, they should be treated. Right. And if some of and what treated. if but the thing is, do we have to believe that everybody that's transgender is mentally ill? Some of them might be no, perfectly normal. No, 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 no. Every everybody doesn't uh doesn't uh, pertain to anything. I don't ever. I don't ever mean when I say anything okay. about anything. Anybody. I don't ever mean everybody. Of course not. I mean, that's so how do we know if they're mentally ill or not? At Bruce Jenner. Okay. That good example. Bruce ain't mentally ill. What What makes you think he's uh, she's mentally ill? Are you, and you referring to him as she? Any yes, man. Because... That, 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 that that doesn't mean a person is. Look, I don't know. Maybe I'm using the wrong word. Now, not, I don't mean that they're crazy and that they're just insane, but there is a mental something or another there that is just not the natural norm. 
tell you what. Hold on a second. Let me let me see if Brother uh, Carl is still on. He want to chime in here. <laughs> brother Carl, are you still there, man? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Hello, Brother I'm, Carl. You want to make a comment on that, brother? I just I just wanted to chime in. I think you did not for a minute or two. So, well, here's the he is something is wrong with he because now you live all these years. Now going back. Keep in mind, in 1976, you had to be a young 20, you know. Yes. And now, and now, 40 years later, you know, 40 some years later, you decided now that you wanted to be a woman. Come on now. So something broke down. Something happened somewhere no. along the way. No. Were, no, not really. Normally, normally, when people of that they usually start off younger. When when you start off with your uh, sexuality and you and you younger, you come up, you gay or whatever, and it's that's more acceptable than no, no, no. But but yeah. that can show a problem with us versus a problem with her. And the reason why is because we, as a society, made it almost impossible, especially for someone. Uh, in Jenner State coming up in the 70s to come out at that time. Who knows when uh, she started feeling that she was a she. It could have been from birth. It could have been with 10. It could have been with 20. But because of the way our society norms is, they cannot come out that time. And that's why it's important for people like Jenner to come out now so kids now can understand that, no, you don't have to fight against the society, you don't have to buck, you know, try to be norm, what we consider normal, you can come out, you, and this is why people are considering this a brave thing, because not for what she is doing today, but for the role that she's paving, because whether we accept it or not, a lot of our kids are feeling that they don't identify with the sex that they're born. This is nothing new, but now people can openly talk about it. And that's where the bravery part come in. Not brave that she just decided that she's a woman, but bravery because in the face of society norms, and this is still unacceptable by us even having this conversation, just like being gay, you can't come out at nine years old and say, I'm gay because your father might throw you out the window. But now... The more and more we having this talks, the more and more, like, even they had a cartoon, Frozen 2 is supposed to come out and address this subject. This paves the way for kids who is this age having to commit suicide because their parents not accepting them, or the kids not accepting them, teachers not accepting them. Now we can open this up, and now you don't have to feel that you're irregular because you can't identify with the sex that you're born. You know, we don't know if there's like a chromosome mix-up or something like that, but this is the way people are born. This is the reality that we are in today. People are born a lot of different how... ways. People are born a lot of, people are born right, a lot of different right, ways. Right, exactly. Exactly. Okay, but let me say this. Okay, now, see, I'm talking about facts now. Now, here, during the time when Bruce Jenner was a track star and – and he was an Olympic guy. I can assure you, if you interviewed he, she, if you interviewed him today, he would tell you that he didn't always have those feelings. He didn't. How do you know? Because in in '76, he was he was him, OJ, uh, Mr. Kardashian, Chris Kardashian. They all was good friends. They all that doesn't they mean all, anything. 
they all was no, they all was clickish at the time. And I can and I can assure you that back then he was definitely uh, straight up heterosexual. But heterosexual has nothing to do with transgender. Right, absolutely, absolutely not. Have what you I'm ever had you, gay friends that grew up and could not tell you he was gay? Well, I don't think that he was thinking along uh, transgender lines back then in 1976 is what I'm telling you. I don't I'm guessing think that, he probably were. Right, he wasn't. He wasn't thinking along those lines. Now, I think I think she was. Well, but who is she gonna tell in 1976? In you think she could come? To, you think she could talk to OJ about it? Why are you running? You think she could talk to the Kardashians? Well, here's the thing: when he was with the Kardashians, he couldn't couldn't wait till Kardashian divorced Chris. He was right there. He yes. stepped right in. He stepped right in. So evidently, he was ogling women from the onset. It so, that so is that not. That's two separate me. subjects. No, that's not too subdecentral because he was he was uh to me he was heterosexual at the time. Now wherever he was heterosexual, came, but it has nothing to do with what sex she identified with. Well, because sex, for well, example, I have a cousin. I have a cousin that he grew up, and he uh, now he has a daughter, and he he's gay. He's been gay as long as I can remember, but. It wasn't acceptable for him to be gay. He always believed he was gay. He always said he was gay, but it was unacceptable to the family, to his friends, to anybody else to be gay. So he cannot be gay. He has to play the role of a heterosexual. But he'd been gay, but he still had to play the role of a heterosexual. And these times are changing today where now young kids can say that they're same sex. Those excuses, man. That's a, that's they're not excuse. excuses. This is the science, society that we lived in. Society was Even probably today. something back then, but if you gay, you gay. Look at James Baldwin. James Baldwin came out. James Baldwin didn't try to hide anything. And you what know, happened when you come out? What happened when James, you come out? James Baldwin was by society. Let me say this. Let me say this. I think I, 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 I do agree with, with Brother Jesse that they should not be discriminated against, period. And that's not just no, them. Not that's anybody. I, no, no, I don't but, think but, that they but should. I don't, but, but, I, but, I, but I don't believe that, I don't believe that we should be looked at in a certain way because we disagree with the concept. And I agree with that. I mean, I think people can disagree without being homophobic or whatever. I never think everybody that disagree with the concept right. It's homophobic. Example, religious people. They disagree with the concept because that's against their religion. I don't think they're homophobic. Right. I think people exactly. can disagree with something without being homophobic. But religion. there are a lot of homophobic out there. But, you know, so I agree. I agree. You, don't, you don't have to be homophobic to, be, to disagree with something. So I agree with you there. You know, that term gets thrown around a lot, but it doesn't make people homophobic because they don't agree with the concept of uh, – you know, with people and being gay or too. being trans, trans, uh, transgender. <laughs> well, you so know I will clear that up. I don't think that means you're homophobic. You must understand the term homophobic is a term that they use as a defense mechanism. So if you, yes. if they yes, know that agree. you're a group, if you're a group and you're calling them these names and stuff, they're going to identify you as a homophobic, and that puts you in a category. Exactly. As, a, uh, as a guy that's a bad guy 
because you're home. Well, 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 if you're calling them names, if you're calling them derogatory names, it kind of it kind of points to homophobia. Right. So that's, you're using derogatory names and stuff like that. Then that kind of right. points to homophobia. Right. Well, you know, I have uh, people in my family, you know, that's gay, and I, I treat them the same. I always treat and them the same. homophobic. You know? If you're, if you're using derogatory terms and names to identify them, I think that's a sign Absolutely of homophobia. Not. Absolutely because, not. Because, would, because would, it points I to a sign. I would never make them feel uncomfortable around me. Absolutely no, no, no. I'm not, not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking right. about you. I'm talking about the people yeah. that use derogatory. But if you just disagree with the concept, I 100% agree that that has nothing yeah. to do with homophobia. Yeah. You can right. disagree Absolutely. with. But there's a lot of people out there who just because you disagree, and, and you're an exception, Brother Jesse, just because you disagree with the concept, they will label you as homophobic and, 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 and mock you and label you, and then you are the one who is screwed around. And it, it, but you know, it happens both ways, man. I guess they just shit just, just there. It is what it is. I can accept it, but I will never agree with it. I will never agree with the concept, and I will never discriminate against the media. I can say that. Well, we see this in other things too, like you know, uh, when it comes to like uh, racism. You you know, you if you're uh, a white person, you can't really say, you know, you have to be careful with how you describe or identify certain things when it comes to uh, black or you're racist, whether you're a racist or not. The same thing with sexism. You know, you have to be really careful the way when it comes to like uh your language and your descriptions when it comes to women or you'll be labeled a sexist the thing i mean that's just how our society is but i agree everybody that disagrees with the concept is not homophobic but you know like i said the the, the thing is is that i think society is recognizing that people this, this is the new, I mean, this is, we have to accept people and people are going to come in different sizes, shapes, uh, mentalities, everything like that. And we, you know, we're behind in a lot of, uh, and we're behind in a lot of Western nations when it comes to protecting, uh, protected classes, not just uh, transgender and, uh, you know, but, you know, when it comes to race and things like that. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. we're we're way behind. And I just think uh, today, you know, um, Kids are growing up exposed to this stuff already. And I think the most important thing, and I'll just like to get this out, I think the most important thing is not for parents to protect their kids from what's what it is, it's to talk to them about it, explain to them, and, you know, and be their guidance. I personally think uh, that whether you're uh, gay or you're transgender, that you're born that way. So I'm, I have no fear because uh, my child watched empire that they're going to turn gay but i know other people think that you know uh these are the things that expose kids minds and shape their mind i, I think you're either born gay or you're born straight you know right but carl go ahead do you want to make a last comment brother carl and i'm gonna i'm gonna uh take a break and come back and uh keep it keep it rolling go ahead brother carl so uh, every no it's it's okay you know you have to learn to respect people I don't care what their gender is, and that's just the bottom line. But a lot of people, some people just don't want to be bothered with it. That's okay. Just mind your business. And, you know, um, I don't have a problem with them. I don't, I don't uh, bash. I don't do gay bashing. And, and, and a lot of people that I associate with, they don't gay bash because it's, gay bashing is ignorant, you know. So it's best to just let people be. If they're happy at doing what they do, 
that's okay. That's our, it's been shoved down our throats anyway, and so and it's acceptable now in this society. You know, we have learned okay. to accept it. So, I you know, Carl, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it, man. Uh, hang in there, and uh, we'll be coming coming right back at you. But I want to ask you, but I asked for the car, but Jesse, what did you think of that? Uh, hey, man, Obama took a sip of that water, man. He's still with us. What you think? <laughs> I think this is what I think about. Uh, I know you guys think it's like uh, you guys said that it was a photo op, he being a politician. I, I totally disagree. I think he was being presidential. And the reason why is because President Obama going to Flint brings attention to the water crisis. And if you notice, he specifically kept mentioning the fact, or people were mentioning the fact that he has to drink filtered water while he's there. So that's what they're bringing attention to. The filtered water is very, pretty you know, somewhat safe. And he again made mention that he, he may, he may mention that, uh, he may, he may mention that, uh, he, you, if you're under six years old, you cannot drink the water, even filtered. If you're pregnant, mm-hmm. you cannot drink the water. Even if you're, he made these things known that this water okay. is still not safe. Yeah. The EPA said the okay. filter water is safe, but Flint water is still not safe. And that's what, that's what I got out of it. And I think that's what he okay. proved. Hey man, I ain't always right. Sir. I ain't always right. I appreciate you for that, that different perspective, man. But man, brother Jesse, man, I tell you, man, I, I love uh, going at it with you. I, I learned something. You, you, keep me honest, man. You, you keep you keep you keep me on my toes. You keep me dancing around the ring, getting my getting my jab and my left hook and right hook. Together, man. Hey, I, I, you give it, I you give it you give it right back, man. You give it right back. <laughs> <laughs> you and brother Carl, y'all 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 keep it going. And I, uh, you know, and in the end, uh, I respect uh, brother Carl final uh, comments and I echo it. So <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. Thanks, thanks, everybody for, coming, thanks a lot for Thank coming on with you. Thanks a lot for coming on with you, brother Jesse. I'm gonna keep it rolling, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you. All right, keep it going, man. Keep it going. I'm listening. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna bring on. I also want to say, uh, Sister Rosita Shatanda, who is uh, our very own. We are Everyday People Global Internet Radio Network education expert. Going to come on uh, shortly and talk about teacher union and the Chicago Public School System with some uh, recent issues and. Uh, I'm going to let her come on and explain that. But the first, I'm going to bring on Brother uh, brother Jimmy Williams, who is the host of Real People from the Hood every Monday, 7 o'clock Central Time, on this same radio station. Great show, great brother, great artist, and doing some great things in Inglewood neighborhood in Chicago. Brother Jimmy, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Interesting conversation so far. I was listening to um, Jesse and Carl. Uh, one thing that... Um, I want to add to his man as, as, as Bruce Jenner is exploiting the whole situation of the transgender movement or the same-sex movement or the everybody should be the same movement because follow the money, follow the motive. Look who, look, look what group he's come from, the Kardashians. You know, Kim Kardashian, she's only a star because she sucks somebody's balls. That's it. The woman don't have any talent whatsoever, but she knows how to exploit that video that was put out there. It's timing. It's just timing. Uh, Bruce Jenner is doing this this nude model thing because he had something else he had to make more exciting or more um, in tune to what he's doing. He's got some good promotional people, so he has to keep making this step better than the next step. So he's exploiting all of this to get people ch- 
channeled into what he's doing is okay. They got marketing. The only reason Obama went to Flint, Michigan is because of the letter that he got from the little girl. That's fine. He drunk the water. He exploited the situation to make it seem like everything is okay up there. He's exploit. Everybody's exploiting things. I'm a business person. I'm an artist. I exploit to the point where I got to get people to notice me, put the work out there, to notice the work, then they notice me. Bruce Jenner is doing the same thing. Bruce Jenner needs an income. He needs a, 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 a continuous source of income. Bingo. So Bingo. He, ex- Bingo. he exploits mm-hmm. his situation so to bring that income in. This country chose him to be the face of transgender. Why they didn't pick RuPaul? RuPaul been doing it years before he was. Think about it. They did not want that black face to be the, the face of anything. So when Bruce Jenner came out and decided that's what he wanted to do, everybody jumped on it. Everybody knew they were going to make money with that space because the market is bigger. And the thing the is, Caucasian I know market that, is bigger. I, 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 know, I know for a fact because of, of conversations we had before on shows that we've done uh, that, that, that you don't have anything personal against them and you don't, you don't want to discriminate against them, but it's not, you just disagree with the concept. It's as simple as that. You can disagree with the concept. That's fine. But once you get into the, the cultural scene and you want to you wanna pry it into the, the, the culture of these United States, because United States, all it is is about money. That's it. They'll put anything in. They'll take a peg and put it into a round circle if it makes them money. So the reason... Didn't uh, we? We gonna, I'm gonna talk about Trump for a minute. The reason the media is not going after Trump with all the racist things that he says and all the trash talking that he does about other countries and what he's gonna do with the wall and other stuff because he's making them money. They're selling newspaper ads, advertising ads, print ads, the whole nine yards. Now, when Obama first became president, right after Bush. And the, and the effect of Bush was still heavy and 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 and, and set in. They blamed all that on Obama. They went to every mm-hmm. John McCain was in the uh, in the in the press all the time. All these senators was in the press. Oh, you see, he's been in office two weeks, and we lose all these jobs. That was still the effect of the Bush era. When Obama started bringing those numbers up as far as unemployment, he started putting his economy back together. They still didn't give the man the benefit of the doubt. They still blame him for the Bush effect. So when things got better, and it's tremendous to the point where it's not a deficit, a trillion dollar, um, um, he, 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 uh, he brought it back up. He, he canceled a trillion dollar in debt in terms of what Bush did. They're not saying okay. one word about that. Not one word. Because the audience... Now, don't want to hear what he did that made the country better. In a lot of people's eyes, Obama was the worst thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're, not, you, you're on target. I mean, that, that, that they said it from the get-go that they're going to make, make sure he's a one-term president. That didn't work. That didn't stop their, their motivation. That didn't stop what they wanted to try to do. It, it's crazy. And they said, they said all of that, and he's still making he, the name-calling, dogging his family, 
The man stayed course. He did his job. But this country didn't want him to do that. They didn't want their face to be no. that. They Bruce didn't want him to do a damn thing but fail. Bruce Jenner is the face that they want to be the transgender culture movement thing. RuPaul could have done that 15, 20 years ago. Easy. They didn't want that face. This country is hell-bent on having a, a, a face to fit their motives and fit their, their, their hearts. That's why a lot of people are voting for Trump. Trump fits their hearts. They are fucking yes, but, evil by nature. But, 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 Always have but, but, been. How much time you got? How much time you got? You got to go into work? No, I, I was doing some paperwork. That's why I called in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. okay. No, I was, no, no, I was going to, uh, I just got work from Rosita. I was going to have her come on and talk about this uh, teacher situation. And okay, come had on, yeah. Minutes, so I, was, I was going to bring her on. Can, can, you, can you hold on with us? Yeah, I can hold on, man. I, I love Rosita. Okay, if you hold on, hold on with us. I'm going to bring in Sister Rosita Sitana, who is the host of our Sunday evening show. Uh Teach for the Future, Carl, and Sister Rosita, how you doing? Thanks for coming on. I'm fine. How are you? Doing great. I'm glad you gave me the message. I was. Uh, so I want to make sure I get the most out of you as I possibly can. So hey, I'm going to hand the mic over to you. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I'm glad to be on, and I know that there were some questions about why the teachers' union decided not to go on strike. And uh, I'm so happy to have this opportunity to explain things that are going on in education to our community because we, when we don't have voices that can break this down and see what's happening and how it impacts our community, we have to trust the media and hopefully, you know, that they will tell us the truth, you know, or, or their truth and how it impacts our community. Those are two different things. Uh, when when education initiatives happen, I was listening to your other show and saying, you know, sometimes we get sidetracked, you know, um, because our issues are so debilitating and so serious that we really can't afford to fight everyone else's issues because those people are not fighting ours. So if we expel all of our energy trying to push their agenda, because when you look at it, everybody else's, the, the gay agenda, uh, the transgender, everybody else's agenda, the immigration, it's been put in front of ours. And we have been here for 400 years trying to get something that people come in and get immediately. Mm-hmm. The Hispanics mm-hmm. come here. I mean, they're much better off than we are. The gays are here. They have jobs. If you look at it, when you go downtown, see how many black men with families are working. Most of the men that are in those offices are gay. They have very few black men who have families that work. So, I mean, everybody's agenda is getting heard but ours. So I try to stay focused on what is important to our community. And I I realize we do have transgenders and we have all this other stuff going on that we did not create. 
I mean, mm-hmm. this whole thing is a European mindset. We did not yep. create this issue, but we are living in a country where they've created this issue for us. So we have to abandon our real core issues to take care of some issue that is not really going to impact <laughs> our community. So let's. I wanted to say that to say, uh, when the strike, when the strike, uh, when when Karen them called for the strike, uh, the um, Claypool, the the CEO of CPS at this point, because you know they change people about as much as you change shoes almost. Every time you go down there, there's somebody different, and they have a different agenda. So they got him in, and he's pretty kind of cutthroat with his. He does not play, and and they. He was over CTA when CTA dis, dis, their union was dismantled. So basically, the union. And let's get back. Why the union is in so much trouble? The the Senate Bill 7 was signed in December of 2010. We've been talking about that for a while. Um, it it was made into law in, um, in May 2011. Now, that bill was a union-busting bill. The union was literally busted by signing that bill. Uh, everything was taken away. What I mean is everything... Everything that protected teachers from getting fired was mm-hmm. literally stripped from them. And the guy, Jonah Adelman, who was funded by Governor Rauner, uh, came here from Oregon. And this is incredible. He doesn't live in Illinois. He just came to this state and said, look, I'm coming in here and I'm going to change education in Illinois. I don't live here, I don't, but I'm going to change it for you all. So he organized. And during that organizing period in 2010, I met with Karen Lewis and some other legislators who informed her of what she needed to do to protect the union. But she didn't want to hear it. And the AFT had already told her to cut the deal. They told the local unions and the state unions, the uh, the um, Illinois, uh, I think it's the IEA, yeah, the Illinois Education Association, put pressure on Karen Lewis and said, hey, uh, you're going to have to sign this bill. We know it's a union-busting bill. We know it's going to cause a lot of veteran teachers to be fired, but that's not our concern. We're going to sign this bill and we're going to make it look like it's something good for teachers, then we can purge the system of all these veterans in these inner-city schools, which is predominantly black teachers. So that's why you have 7,000 black teachers fired under Karen Lewis. So Karen went, and she signed away this the, the bill, but when she read, because she said she didn't read the bill, when she read it, she realized that, oh, my God, there is nothing left of the union. So then we had to go to Springfield and beg all these legislators to take this out, help us take that out, give us something. So Senator Maddie Hunter worked. She's a good friend of mine. And she worked 
so hard to give us back something so that it wouldn't be just a total embarrassment and the union would be busted and have no way to defend their members at all. So what happened was we got left still with a bad bill. Teachers lost their seniority and economic layoffs, meaning that what's going on now when there's a fiscal deficit like it is now, teachers don't have any seniority rights. So if Claypool comes in, well, hey, this is a gift. Now I want to get rid of all of your top-paying teachers. They don't have no seniority. All I have to do is say this is an economic layoff and all y'all got to go. All of your tenure, all of everything is gone with that move. This is what Karen Lewis signed up for. She also signed up for teachers to lose the right for due process, meaning that if a principal says, like teachers, they work, you have tenure rights and all of that, well, that doesn't mean any much anymore. If a principal says, I don't like you, which many of them are bullies, so if, if they don't like you, especially the black female on black female, you don't want to deal with that. And sometimes the black female on the black male or just black people on each other, that's pretty scary. So these wow. principals who used to be about 10% in the system are now 44% of the principals are black, but only 22% of the teachers are, and that's because they keep firing them. But anyway, the the black principals are there, and, you know, they have white principals. They just don't abuse their teachers like the black ones get abused by the black principals. So the majority of them, there are some good ones, but the majority of them are inexperienced. They come from corporate. They are not veteran teachers themselves, so they have absolutely no respect for the work that you do. So they put these kind of people in the position of authority. Then Karen goes in and strips away their right to defend themselves. So if the principal says, look, I don't like those shoes you got on, (laughs) you know, and I don't like the way you talk. I have a very good teacher right now that's being E3 by a principal. You know what the principal said to her? She said, "Uh, I don't care that you got great scores. I don't care that the teachers love you. I don't care that the students and the parents love you, and you're very successful. I don't care. That's not what I want. So she's firing this teacher, even though the teacher has done phenomenal things. She can't defend herself. Why? Because the principal now can say whatever she wants to. The evaluations are very subjective. You can't prove her wrong. How are you going to prove somebody wrong when they say, I don't like, you know, I see what you're doing, I don't like it? There's no rubric. There's no standard. So the teachers end up getting written up. So now let's get back to the strike. I said all that because the CTU lost, literally lost their strike power. The only way they can strike now is to get 75% of their total population of uh, members. That would be like telling Rahm Emanuel, in order to win the election, you got to get 75% of the people who live in Chicago. You know that some of them don't come out to vote, (laughs) you know, and half of them. So there would be no way. This is what she signed up for. So when you see them say, we're going to go on strike, 
In addition, the union signed up to CPS to say, before we can go on strike, we have to notify you six months in advance. This is what that one-day strike was about. The union notified them in November, so they couldn't strike until May, the end of May, because they needed to give them so much, to, uh, six months. The union decided that they were going to do a one-day strike because they might have got a hint that, hey, something's not looking too good. Or sometimes they're working with CPS on this, too, because it's all about getting rid of minority uh, teachers and getting rid. It has nothing to do with education, in case you guys haven't figured that out. It's about mm-hmm. a land grab. This is all. This educating the kids is the last thing that's on their mind. This is about a land grab. People want to come back to Chicago. We're sitting on land that other people want to live on, and the only way we can get that land back is that we have to close schools, which will then destabilize inner-city communities, and we get rid of the schools first. We can then get rid of them like they did at Williams when they closed our school on State Street, and then two years later, the, the the housing projects were gone. So that's all this is about. If you think it's about failing scores and failing schools and all that, you it has nothing to do with that. But getting back to why. So they're saying, Claypool is saying, look, this is a strike, and if you decide to go on this strike, we're going to shut down the school early. What does that mean? You go out on strike. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. Teachers used to get paid over the summer before Karen Lewis and them came in. So that hmm. meant that before they came in, you got a check. That was the beauty in teaching. I mean, you got paid over the summer. Mm-hmm. And you could sit mm-hmm. at home and you had your little check and go on vacation. Well, when Karen and them came in, I think there was some kind of lawsuit they, it was something to do with the amount of money CPS was collecting. I think they were complaining. I'm not 100% sure, but it had something to do with that. So CPS said, okay, y'all talking crap, we, we, won't, we won't collect your money. So that means that over the course of the school year, teachers get a larger check, but they also taxed on, on it, you know, because it's like the four or 500 more every time right, they pay. Right. So you got a higher tax. So it ends up happening that the taxes and all the other things, so the teacher is actually getting about 150 more, and they're losing their check over the summer for that. So it's a bad situation. So that would mean that if I went on strike in May, I would leave, and it would mean I wasn't working. So I get no check. So I have no health care, I have no benefits, and I have nothing over the summer. My, ben- my medical benefits are gone. Everything that I pay for that's supposed to last is gone. So they took it to, well, of course, the members, and I was telling a friend of mine, I'm kind of surprised they didn't let Karen fool them on that. Uh, you know, I mean, at least they get, I guess they figured it out. I need my health insurance because she's very slick. And she has them signing up for all kind of crazy things. And then they come back and say, oh, what happened? I had a teacher friend of mine, a delegate, call me the other day. They had the House of Delegates meeting yesterday. 
And she said, they are, Rosita, there are no black delegates left. They're all gone. <laughs> White people are just, she said, that even in the black schools, the black teachers won't stand up and be the delegate. In their own school, they got a white person. When I went around, they got a white delegate in most of the black schools. So you can't even go to the meeting and vote on anything that helps our community because you've given the power of your vote to some person that doesn't live in your community, doesn't know anything about you, is going to go there and side with whatever those white people are telling them to do. And the union is very racist, very racist. So um, white teeth is not that. There is no such thing as solidarity. They have solidarity with each other. They do not have solidarity with black people. So when the teachers relinquish the power in their own buildings to someone that doesn't know them, doesn't like them, doesn't live it, and they go there and vote on this stuff, there is no representation anymore for a black. When I was going to the union before I told them this last strike, I said every last one of you guys are getting ready to be fired. When I said because you've got to understand what's going on. There was a, a, a pool of black teachers. That's why nobody ran. We, there are no black teachers left. We had control over that system. We lost it. So even if we ran, we would just be throwing our money away because the white folks have this system now, and they are not fair. You know, one thing we can say as black people, we're, I mean, we've been treated so badly, but we still don't discriminate. They don't give a crap about that stuff. <laughs> they, 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 they don't, they're looking at you like, I, I could care less what goes. Give me, hey, look, here's the thing. I want to work. I want a job. And I, there are no jobs in my neighborhood because white people are teaching in my neighborhood. I have to take your job, move over. I'm going to teach your kids. I'm going to put you out the pasture, and I'm going to take what you have because I'm white. So that's how the game is played. What has Karen Lewis done? She can't do anything because 80% of her membership is non-black. Now, she don't give a flying fart what these black teachers. I say she she doesn't even have to do anything they say. They can't do anything. Their numbers are too low. They fool around and let their numbers drop. I tried to organize them, and I said, forget it. It's too hard. They Their numbers are too low. So in Uh-huh. I was going to say, so so uh, you were saying that Claypool called him out as a result. Uh, you were saying that she, she doesn't have the support, Karen Lewis doesn't have the support that she needs to do what she's trying to do. So where where is this headed? I mean, what what's going on? What, what? Well, well, the CTU is out of options. And uh, they they really are just huffing and puffing. They can't, they are powerless. They, and, and that's what Claypool is showing them. You're powerless. You can't do anything. The CTU has to succumb. They, the only thing they had left was their little strike power. They gave everything else away. They can't do anything. All of this is but 
Now, what they can do is try to get you. That's what they're trying to do. You and me to fight for them and put pressure. That's that's their strategy. Yeah. Go in yeah. the community and have the community fight for us. I'm mm-hmm. not fighting for them because they don't fight for me. Rosita, and uh, they don't fight for our community, so I don't care what they're doing. Rosita, can oh. I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Could you clarify how the heck did the teachers' union get in a situation where they can come up with a tax plan to fund the school? Oh, what that what they're doing with coming up with all those ideas? Yeah. yeah. Well, How when you do don't that? have any union rights, you got to come up with something. They're trying to tell CPS how to spend their money. Good okay. luck. I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> no. No, because when I read it, it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Sounds that's crazy. Like a political doesn't. move. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to me because it's a political move. It's like you said, like you said, she wants us to get geeked up on the outside while her and her new friends do their little thing on the inside. Because I still feel the lady don't give a shit about our kids. She just wants to be mayor of the city of Chicago. Well, here's, and I wanted to make this connection with you. The CTU is a, the caucus core is a, political socialist group. They never, they're not union people. None of those people hardly even taught school for one or two years. They have a a few of them down there, because when the CTU took over, Karen, she fired all the veteran teachers at the union. And left some little, if if you go down there and look and see, she got a bunch of young white, most of them are Jewish, male organizers. And she has, of course, she got to have a few. When you see her, she's on TV. The people that she's on TV with, most of them, none of them are veteran teachers. Uh, she's always on TV with the school clerks. All those black women, <laughs> those are not teachers. Oh, but she surrounds okay. herself, you know, making it look like I got these black people around me. Right. And and they're not educators, they're, they're school clerks. And so she has replaced the veteran teachers with these school clerks because she can control them. And they don't, you know, they don't, they're not educators, so they don't think like educators think. And that's what she wants. She wants people who she can lord over and tell what to do. And so um, what happened is that uh, with all of this that took place, Karen, you're saying they have no other strategy. They, they're, they're running around looking like looking for Easter eggs almost, uh, hidden Easter. Oh, good, you know, maybe we'll ask them for this. I mean, yeah, it sounds crazy, but remember now, they're not into protecting the rights of their members at all. They are a political group, and so... I want to make the tie between this election. Bernie Sanders is part of that progressive movement that the core people are part of at the union. Do you hear me? Chewy Mm -hmm. Garcia is part of that progressive movement. And what their goal is to, they're not here. That's why the union is completely destroyed. They're not here to 
protect anyone. They're not here to to. They're here to over upset the status quo, kind of like what Bernie okay. is doing. That's their goal. So even in the presidential election, all of these progressives, like you said, well, where did Bernie Sanders come from? Where did Chewy Garcia come from? I mean, he just, mm-hmm. they just came out of nowhere. No, they have been planning. I have emails from them. They have been planning. I have an email that Karen is asking, how can we not push some other person's agenda? This is exactly what the email says to her core members. How hmm. can we create a third-party movement that will challenge the Democratic Party just like the Tea Party is challenging, and this was written five or six years ago. So this is a movement, and those people down there are part of that progressive movement. They're part of the, that's why you see the Bernie Sanders and the Chewy Garcia, and they're all supporting him because they are part of the progressive movement. And they just happened to win the union which provided them with the money they needed to push their agenda. That's all it is. They are not thinking about these teachers. They are thinking about politics. How can we? Well, you got to remember, a lot of these young white males are in their 30s. They know the union is busted. They're not crazy. They're looking for somewhere to something to do for the next 30 years. Karen is the only one down there that's older. Everybody else is a kid. So they're looking and saying, what kind of position could I run for? They even had a couple of the teachers running, uh, which, thank God, they didn't get in. (laughs) Uh, Some one got in. But, you know, you just can't come out the classroom and start become the president. Come on. (laughs) You know, there's a process. Yeah, the process. That's that's another thing I want to ask you too. How can they cut off? How can they stop an election? I mean, the process was to the elections come up and somebody run for it, or a, a delegate a delegate comes in or whatever, and they run for president of the CTU. How can they suspend an election? Because nobody wanted to run. We have a caucus. And UPC has a caucus that ran last time. Nobody wanted to run. Why? I mean, years ago, everybody wanted to be the union. Why, why, why do you think nobody wants to run? Because Karen has destroyed their union like Bush did the United States of America. There is nothing there. People don't want to be blamed. She done signed this union-busting bill. Let her live. People are like, we don't want that. Let us stay in there. There's, the union is so messed up until nobody wants it. It's not that people support her. Nobody wants to be bothered with that mess. And what we said was it's going to cost a lot of money, a lot of hard work, and in the end we're going to get blamed for anything that goes wrong. And we have no protection, so everything is going to go wrong. We know that already because Claypool and them are going to steamroll over us and then they're going to be, because we have nothing to protect us. So people say, I don't want to be in that position when that happens. That's what happens. Well, Nobody wanted to, to take it. 
But let her, I'm glad she's in there. And uh, because we tried to organize the teachers and they would not come out and do what they were supposed to, so now they got her. So let's see how they navigate it. They love her so much, let her keep them. And, and we're, you're going to see all of this stuff is going to come to a head because teachers are starting to realize they got screwed. She's got three years, three whole years to deal with this, to be in there oh, as a lame duck, three years. So do you, um, you, think, you think the next move, no, it has to be political in order for them to be able to get some of the stuff that they gave, they signed off on back. Yeah, that's what their hope was. We gave okay. Rom this stuff and we'll take his job. That's what they thought they could do. But they underestimated. One of the things is they, when the teachers, a lot of teachers were out there voting for Rom. They knew what Karen had done, and they were they were out there voting for, um, working for Rom. We had teachers on the street. We didn't. We weren't going along with Karen Lewis and her mess. There were so many teachers that didn't weren't supporting her. See, the public was supporting her. And look at when you look at those marches. It don't. It was nothing but white teachers down there. The black community was not doesn't support Karen Lewis like that. It's it's the black media that's trying to cram her down our throat, but the teachers are not there. Okay. They don't support her like that, and that's you got to keep your eyes open. Look when you see the protests, just look and see who's down there. I've been to their protests. I go to a lot of them. Very few black teachers come out. Number one, so many have been fired; they're not there anymore. And then so many have seen their colleagues be fired, so they're not interested. So I just wanted to share that. If you had any other questions. Uh, just well, I, more, I appreciate uh, you coming uh, on. I, no, I was just going to say, I, I'm, I'm just glad you're coming on. When you when you, you remind me of uh, kind of like Dr. Wilson, when I, I, I just listen and listen and listen and let you all just put it out there, and uh, I appreciate it. Go ahead, Dr. Jim, what you're about to say. Oh, well, that's such okay. a compliment. That's one of my idols. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah Rosita, I've, I've, I've been trying to wrap my head around it as, as, a simple, as, simple, as simple as possible. How can the parents get out and make a stand on something that can probably force somebody's hand to put the attention back on the kids? Because yeah, that, that's what we're doing with our CAC. Uh, we have community action councils where we, I'm the vice chair of the one in South Shore, and you're right, we have got to put the focus back. The union has taken all the focus off of the children. Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're very good at grabbing the publicity while our children are being shot on the street. Uh, that's why they make uh-huh. me sick, really, because you're willing to go out on strike leave our children defenseless in these horrible communities where they're dodging bullets for what, a stupid four percent raise? You don't I mean yeah. it's just insane. 
uh, it's 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 just annoying that you are so greedy and selfish that I, when I was at the union, they would have mass layoffs and they would have like four or five hundred. Uh, they would say they wanted a 4% raise. So, you know, CPS was saying, we don't have the money, we don't have the money. And mind you, every time they're getting these concessions, they got to close schools or, 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 or take it from the kids. You know that. The last time I think CTU got $14 million. After the strike, that's why the 50 schools went down. They don't tell you that part. They're, no. They get 14, they get money from CPS. They get raises and stuff. CPS then balances that on the schools. It takes away from the children. It takes away from that. That's that's what happens when the CTU makes these demand. Teachers get fired. There were several times on three different occasions that I went and I said, "Wouldn't it be better to give up the four percent raise and keep a thousand teachers?" They said, "No." So those teachers, those union paying dues, they let them be fired to make the union look good. They don't want it to look like to the teachers like they gave lost the four percent rate. Well, of course, all the people that was being fired were black people, so they didn't care. I don't think they would have did that if the majority of the teachers were white. I, don't, I think they would have made concessions, but they have no respect, no value for the livelihood of African American teachers. They're 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 horrible, and so they do it. If if the teachers were white, they would have made concessions. I I do believe that, but they let those teachers I, be fired. Well, Rosita, I I appreciate you taking the time to spread this knowledge. Uh, I guess uh, this Sunday is Mother's Day, and I want to wish you a happy Mother's Day in advance. Oh, thank you, uh, and then all the mothers want- out there, happy Mother's Day. And we will get back to that conversation about how we can get it back for our children. When we Absolutely. talk, but not my show, okay? Okay, thank you so much, and we'll see you Rosita, on uh, Teach for the Future call. That'll be this Sunday after this one coming up, Sunday following Mother's Day. Uh, Rosita, thanks a lot. You take care. Thank you. Uh-huh. Wow, I tell you. Uh, Brother Jim, you still there? Yeah, I was listening to Rosita, man. Okay, uh, okay, I, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I'm, anybody want to call in? Seven one eight six six four nine five one three. Seven one eight six six four nine five one three. We're coming toward the uh, the end portion of the show, but uh, there was still a. I wanted to make sure I got Rosita on because she texted me and said she had a, a commitment and she needed to get on uh, then. That's how I was going to get her on, and I definitely wanted to get her on. So, uh, brother Jim, thanks for hanging in there with me too, man. Hey. Uh, I read today she decides she wants to have a special prosecutor for Laquan McDonald. Ain't that a bitch? Okay. uh, What kind of weed she's been smoking, (laughs) you know? One of them Philly blunts. Okay. She could have done all uh, this in the first place. (laughs) You know what? what? The crazy thing about it is that might have saved her, and it just might have got her reelected. Probably not, but. What's her point now? I, I don't. I don't get that. What, what you think about that, man? She did the right thing, but I'm, I can't help but wonder why. What, what happened? You know, I got a theory. I got a theory. I read about that. I really believe, man, that the police department had her in, the, in, her, in their pockets. To, the police union. Nobody talks about the police union and, and what they do behind the scenes. Nobody. And I really believe the police union had her so deep in their pockets, where to the point where she let 
the uh, special prosecutor, reinstate the man. Now she don't want to prosecute him. She want to lay all that in Miss Fox, um, Kim Fox's lap. But you know what? You know what the problem is though. See, she already charged them with the with with the crime that they can't possibly prove. How are they gonna get first degree murder out of that man? Hmm. I, I've been asking that question, and I haven't heard anybody come back to say anything. That has been such a hush, hush, something, something. How you cannot get that man for first-degree murder, period. It can't happen. So my whole thing is she knows that, so this is what she's going to leave Kim Fox with. Trying to prove something yeah. that can't be proved. Now, if a lot of you out there that can prove me wrong, I want to hear something. I want to be wrong. But he, he can't be found guilty of first-degree murder. He didn't get up that morning trying to plan this shit. You can't prove it if he did. That's second-degree murder or manslaughter. You can't get no first-degree, and that damn and Alvarez knows it. I'm not familiar with the law, so I don't know how, what degrees or whatever, you know, you know, get you attempted or was it aggravated, stuff like that. I get all that stuff mixed up. They throw so many acronyms in there, man, to the point well, I, don't, I, don't I know, know, first, I know first degree. I know that first degree is premeditated. Premeditated. Okay. You planned it. How can you prove? And that's enough That's enough right there. You, he, it was spur of the moment. It wasn't a plan. Or they can't prove it was a plan. I tell you what, I hope they get them on it. But all I'm saying is I just can't see it. We got, we, we got, to get, we got another caller that uh, wants to come on. Uh, okay. We want to try to get them in. Uh, Last four digits, uh, three eight six seven. Call her three eight six seven. Are you with? He had lost his suitcase. Then they found his suitcase. Then he lost his. Uh... Oh, hold on, I, I, I call her. Uh, last last four digits, three eight six seven. Are you talking with us? Are you with us? I think three eight six seven. Uh, I don't know if three eight six seven is. I'm gonna try it one more time. I mean, call up, call, call, call it with the last one. I mean, what are you doing? Then he came up to the hospital drunk, crying. The nurse was trying to change him. I don't okay. Think well, this conversation is. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll just we'll just keep it rolling. Uh, we'll keep it rolling, brother Jim. I don't know. I think that. Uh, she maybe didn't, didn't realize he or she didn't realize that we were on uh, an air and just probably have another conversation. That's that's cool. It, it, it happens like that. Maybe we'll try again. Yeah. If it's cool. But uh, yeah, that was my first thing. That uh, you know, uh, you know, I hope I'm wrong. You know, everything I say that I believe, I don't hope I'm right. In this case, I hope I'm wrong. But uh, we'll see. I just found him quite as Go ahead, go ahead, brother. I really believe, man, that Kim Fox's biggest problem is going to be the uh, police shooting. I really believe that, man, because when you got evil in the background, man, it never shows his ugly head, man. You you just got to be able to look at the picture as a whole. If Kim I really, Fox, I really don't believe get in that there. the biggest problem is going to be. You don't get it. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, big, her biggest problem is going to be the police shooting. That's her biggest problem, but if she don't get in there and fix this, she is our hope. She has to get this done, and we have to protect her. She has to be protected because these crazy asses, you know how they do. Yeah, yeah. We need to surround her like they surround Minister Farrakhan. And, you know, and they're going to exploit this, man, now that um, that Trump and his little brown shirt's going to be running around here, man, at the conventions. I, I would hate to be at a debate with them two in the same city 
and he have and, and have all his little red brown shirts running around, man. Because he gonna have to distinguish who his people are from everybody else. It's gonna come to that. It's gonna come to history tells get... us everything that we need to know about situations like Trump. You know, the people in World War Two, man, died because they had fought somebody talking and spitting that same hatred out that Trump's doing right now. This we look, we are about to see something that we haven't seen in the history of this country, brother. You thought the Gore Bush shit that when they throw the election there was something else. Believe me, they 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 are steaming their ass off to come up with something. And it's going to be really, really interesting. They're going to the dirt they're about to put on Hillary Clinton. It's going to be like a, oh man, you talking about some mud? We'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Well, all I can tell you is, man, whatever Trump's got lined up, it better be a little bit better than the crap that he's got already in his closet, wanting to bang his daughter and whatnot, man. You know, and now he's taking pictures with with Taco Bell's, talking about they got good tacos at his. Restaurant that he loves expanding. Man, come on, man! You done already told him what you feel about brown and black people. That's all. Let, like uh, <laughs> let me see if uh, six eight three yeah, seven yeah. last put it. Six okay, eight three seven. But six eight three seven. Are you with us? Okay. Well, I don't have the luxury of. Uh, well, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, we'll get him back on another time or whatever. We'll maybe try it again, but. Anyway, uh, hey man, you know, let, let, let me just say this too. And uh, I'm a, I'm a uh, brother Kyle. Looks like brother Kyle's with us. I'm gonna bring him on. Uh, I see you there. He may want to have a comment or two in a second. But I want to say this much first. Something is really, really strange about Prince. Something is really, really strange, and, it, and it's almost like a Michael Jackson revisited. Now, we we just heard. I don't know if you've been following it, but I've been reading up where they said the day before. He died. They had gotten a hold of a doctor in L.A., and he was supposed to come and have an emergency meeting with Prince about this situation. That doctor couldn't make it, but he sent his son. This is the day before Prince was found dead. Now, what I don't understand is why was Prince in that big-ass mansion by himself if they knew to do this? I don't get it. Now, they'll say, well, he's private. Maybe he wanted it that way. Fuck that. Why was he by himself? What do, what do you think on that? Have you, have you heard that? Well, I just read that he had um, he has a staff of 34, 36 people that works there with them. Um, how all 36 or whatever those people got laid off, I mean, not laid off, took the same day off is beyond me. Was anybody else in there with them? I don't know the details of that in terms of um, – you know, somebody's finding them, and, you know, the son came over, and he found them in the elevator. If the staff was there, why they didn't find them, if they were there? You know, I really don't know about that. You know, there's a bunch of other crap. Sinead O'Connell wants to, I mean, Arsenio Hall is going to sue Sinead O'Connell because she said that Arsenio Hall gave him drugs. You know, it's, so I really don't know. Let me be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. I'm only going by what it, I'm it reading, running across. Yeah, and, 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 of course, we, and, and I don't know, but it, it just it just bizarre to me. Uh, and that's the only thing bizarre. Not that he was found in the elevator. It's just that theory, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got the same theories. Same so theory. you, you gotta get you gotta uh, you gotta get uh, get in, or you be cool for a minute or two. 
I know. I'm happy to go. I'm happy to go. I just want to come in, man. I, I, I love the way Wazita talk about the schools, man, because I'm okay. so okay. I'm so so dumbfounded on that, man. I I just don't. Whenever I read about the schools, man, I just still don't get it. That's why when she comes on and information that she gives me, I can go back and do my homework and understand her point of view, and then get the perspective as a whole from other sources to see why am I so dumbfounded, and I still don't get it. So I'm going to have to stay on top of that one, man, because it's yeah. losing the yeah. hell out of me. I'm going to be honest with you. It, it, is. It, is, it, is, it is crazy. But uh, I, I like having that alternative supportive view, not, not that this, uh, we're going to agree and follow this person because they say so. No, I, I want that. You know, I'd like them to come on and, 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 and uh, debate with her. You know, if they're right, you hear her saying what she has to say, well, come on and say otherwise. Nobody has done it yet. You take that. You brother Jim, thanks a lot, man, for calling with me. I know you got to get into the gig and, uh, you know, but I appreciate you taking the time, man. Thanks a lot, man. Oh, man, thanks for inviting me in, man, and uh, you have a good night, Keith. We're looking for your show on Monday, and uh, happy Mother's Day to the wife and uh, daughter, and uh, take care, brother. Spread the love. All right. Okay. Later. All right now. Okay, we're coming down to the uh, interesting to me, at least, and uh, hey, that's good enough for me. I'm interesting, interesting, interesting. We're going to uh, Brother Carl. You still with me? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. How you doing, man? Anything, anything you want to follow up on there, and you want to you want to throw a little thoughts on some some of yeah. what we talked about? Well, I wanted to yes, I wanted to say hi to Jimmy, and also Jimmy made a good point about the uh, Nita Everest. I I feel the same way about Anita Alvarez and Fox. I think she's in bed with them, too. You know, I mean, she had no choice but to step down from the Laquan McDonald's case, you know. And uh, mostly state's attorney, they would give those cases to their top people. Why would she try to uh, prosecute that case anyway? Well, she she did the right thing because she would be she would look stupid standing there trying to um, do the case, and she's been involved in the scandal of the case. You know, she should have tried to prove the case a year before, before the scandal broke. So, and and I believe there's something in there with FOP. Yes, she's connected with FOP. They're the one that supported her uh, big time, you know, even though she was going to need more than FOP to win this election. So Jimmy, had, Jimmy made a good point about uh, her being in bed with FOP. I wanted to bring that out. And and this other thing with Prince. Now, here's the thing with Prince. Why are you seeking, and why is his people seeking to uh, get into a, a treatment center in California, and you have one of the best treatment centers in the world right there in Minnesota? So, you know, and and I think there's something fishy about how the, the father and the son I think what they're trying to do is protect themselves and to say, well, we didn't have nothing to do with the Delph, even though my son was there uh, making arrangements. You know, that, that, that is tricky. And Percocet, that's a drug that, you know, used to, uh, for pain. So I don't know. It's hard to say, man. But I just want to throw that out. And I appreciate you having me on the show, man. Uh, it's good to be back. If you, oh, you yeah, do a man. thing, on, I tune in on Thursdays and, you know, and contribute to the show. I love it. The show is great. 
you know. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you. I know you've been busy yeah. doing what you need to do and uh, setting an example yeah. for all the people who may think it's too late to get back in there and do it. You're doing it, man. It's never too late to get up if you get to do it. You oh get yeah, it. And Ro- yeah. It was good to hear Rosita. Rosetta, she was she was great, man. She was great, and um, the the think tank, he was cool too as well. Jimmy, I appreciate oh, yeah. this. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, this night. Nice Nice Thanks a lot, man. Actually, all the hosts on. We on, we were just missing Dan and uh, Medina and Lamb, but uh, the, the regular hosts. It was nice to have a, a show where we could all get a, get a word in, man. I appreciate you being a part of that, brother. Thanks, man. Hey, I will uh, touch base with you, man. You keep up, keep the rhythm going, and keep it moving, man. And I'll uh, be talking with you later, man. You take care. You too, my brother. Peace. All right, peace. And that was Brother Carl Sanderson. It was something. I, I really hadn't planned on a show with all the uh, the hosts of the network coming on, but I, it was really, really nice to uh, have us all apart and a word in to all the shows, man. I want to thank, uh, give give big ups and thanks to our Brother Jesse Edmonds, Brother Jimmy Williams, Sister Lotita Shatanda, Brother Carl Sanderson. And uh, maybe we can do it again. It was uh, not quite a round table, but uh, we went round and round on it. Whatever shape the table was, we got it done. I appreciate everybody coming on and taking the time out to, to be with us. I do want to say uh, this coming Sunday is Mother's Day. I want to wish everyone Happy Mother's Day, especially. I want to wish personally to my mom, my mom, Marion Boylan, my mom, Gloria Bledsoe, my sister, Tracy Boylan, my sister, Pamela Boylan. So happy Mother's Day to each and every one. And uh, appreciate them while they're here. And if they're not, then uh, cherish the memories uh, and uh, just be at peace. Just be at peace with it. And whatever differences you might have, if you had friction with your mom and so forth, I can't think of a better time to uh, reach out and try to work it out. On that note, in the name of whomever or whatever, your spiritual power.
I lived in a place called Mexico City. Getting ahead was strictly a no-no. Because nobody cares what happens to the folks that live in the ghetto. Thousands of lives wasting away. People living from day to day. It's a challenge just staying alive. Because in the ghetto,